Oh my god! Now this is uh, it's the, did, too bad. I I didn't actually have the the first one recorded because we could. We're just repeating it, and it just goes to prove well, how bad you, of a day this has been. So why don't you tell everyone what you did first? Uh, so this is our second introduction to KT Confidential, episode fifty three. Because the first one, uh, which we were 15 minutes into before realizing it, was not actually recording any audio. So here we are. That light totally just shut off. Like, this is a weird day. What happened? There you go. It's back on. This is a really weird day. It is. So I think, is it going to be a full, full moon? Well, we are. Can you find out? Uh, it's not. Are you sure? I'm sure, because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Hey, Siri, when's the next full moon? That series She's not answering. answering. But we were originally going to shoot this at 10. Yes. Th- then something came up, and then we rescheduled to 1. Yes. That didn't happen. Then right. we first started recording at 2.30. Yes. And now it's 3.15, 3.12. Yes. And this now... our second attempt at recording. So... Crazy busy right now, which is good. Yes. Lots on the go. It's really good. I'm excited. It's been a good year. We are so close to hitting our our internal goal for the year. So I'm really proud of the team. uh, And I'm confident that we'll get there. Um, Anyways, let's get right into this before something fails on us again. Exactly. Actually, (laughs) I was the one that failed this last time because I didn't click record. Uh, but the, the topic of today's uh, podcast, we want to talk about appropriately uh, this time of year, selling in the winter. Yeah. Uh, we've both had a number of things come up recently. Some things apply to selling, some things uh, not as directly related well, to selling, buy, but tenants buying, or buying landlords and buying, yeah, all of the above. But um, I think the last recording, I said something along the lines of, why don't you start off, Chris, and uh, tell me uh, what do you think is important uh, with respect to selling for landlords to take into consideration? Well, if you're selling, first of all, um, you know, there's a lot, of, lot of lot of different factors at play, but I think it's actually a good time of year, and we've had really good success selling homes in the winter months. The big thing right now is there's inventory is incredibly low, um, so it goes back to the whole supply and demand thing. There is very very little um, supply, and the demand is just as as uh, just as good as it's been any other month. So I think if you're selling right now, it's actually a really good time to um, get your home on the market and not have as much competition out there. Um, from other homes. That's right. And their, um, you know, houses are selling and the market's very strong right now. Mm-hmm. We just listed a million plus home yesterday. We had two offers on it and sold conditionally today. Um, it showed exceptionally well and was priced well. And it uh, just goes to show that even in the higher price points, things are moving. And that's um, a slower price point right now. But, yes. um, you know, again, very little inventory and, and obviously it showed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that's a lot of people consistently say, um, you know, either say they're waiting for the spring market mm. or they say, should I wait for the spring market? Because they want to know our opinion on it. And, you know, this is no sort of, I, I, I almost hate when realtors say it because it sounds like just a plug to get business, but it, no bad time. There really isn't. And, uh, well, there, I think there's advantages and disadvantages to both. And right. you need to know what those are to make the right decision for you. Right. And playing them to your benefit. Right. And knowing what's going on in the market. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, one of the big benefits of this time of year is that, as you said, there's less, typically less inventory. Another nice thing is that, um, while you probably have fewer buyers or fewer people out looking, 
um, or should, air quotes should have been for buyers because <laughs> uh, they are people. But you have fewer people out looking. Um, but the ones that are looking are, are serious. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. More qualified, probably uh, more serious, ready to pull the trigger, which means you're inconvenienced less mm-hmm. with what we used to call tire kickers in the automotive. Well, I think industry. it comes back to any, anyone and negotiating comes down to leverage. If you know, you have the only house in that neighborhood for sale, you have more leverage than if there's five, six, seven, one, even other one. Right. That's so, right. um, I'm, I have a condo coming up next week and we're going to be, it's a big building, Mississauga. We're going to be the only one on the market. Well, I think we have a little more leverage now holding firm on what we feel is, is market value on this home. Absolutely. And it's a funny time of year too, because this time of year of the entire year, I think it's pretty consistent that this uh, little period of time we're now, we often get people that want to close really quick. Yeah, before Christmas. Before for Christmas. Yeah. Or, you know, or they're pushing well, into the new I year. I think that goes back to one of the, maybe the advantages or disadvantages of selling this time of year. People either want to get in super quick or maybe they're not looking to close till lay up early spring because they don't right. want to deal with potential snowstorms and winter headaches yeah. and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. One just quick story. Um, there was, I was helping a, a good client of mine purchased an investment property recently. And um, they saw a condo they liked, two-bedroom condo. Uh, it was priced below market value. Um, we went in, put an offer immediately, like mm-hmm. the same day. Which you have to in those places right now. Absolutely. And uh, the guy asked for 24 hours because there's actually four people on title, two of them out of the country. Um, anyway, so we said fine. So we did, gave him 24 hours. 22 hours went by. I didn't hear anything. Nothing at all. I call, leave a message. No response. Our offer had now expired. I call him, say, what's going on? Why haven't you called me? His response, oh, we accepted this other offer. Like, other offer? You never told me there was another offer. Like, you have to tell me if another offer comes in. What the hell's going on? And uh, anyways, so... Uh, he accepted that offer. I guess they were able to get those four other people together pretty quick. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, oh, it's convenient. We can make it work. Um, but he also told me that other offer didn't know there was a first offer. So something's weird. A lot of weird things going on. Anyways, uh, that deal fell apart subsequently. And surprise. I brought surprise, right? Karma. And then I went in with another client and bought it for uh, a really good price. It yeah. closed in two weeks. Yeah. So it worked out well. But that just goes to show like quick closing. A lot of people now, they want quick closings. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get into a house before the end of the year, it might still be possible. Yeah. Again, it's, um, you know, there's advantage, disadvantage of both. I mean, when you're buying a home this time of year, yeah, you may not be able to see the landscaping or the grounds. Um, there may be limitations on the home inspection if there's snow on the roof, those type of things. Yeah. So you just need to really go in with all eyes open and know... Yeah, there's advantages and disadvantages to this time of year. Yeah. So from a buyer's perspective, you would say a disadvantage would be that you can't really uh, see the grounds. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big one. I mean, you can't see the grading. You can't see the grass. You can't see the landscaping. Home inspector may not be able to see the shingles on the roof if it's, uh, you know, recent snowfall. Um, so there is some, I would say, disadvantages of buying this time of year. Yeah. Um, and for sellers yeah. that have deficiencies in those areas, those thing. are all good reasons for them <laughs> yeah. to sell this time of year. What are some things that sellers can do this time of year um, 
that are important to help showcase their home? Yeah, I mean, the big thing I think is just having a plan for the weather. Um, you want to make sure that you have either do it yourself and you're diligent in removing snow and ice, um, especially if you don't get to it right away. Ice builds up. It can be very difficult to remove um, later on. Uh, if you're not able to do it, you hire someone to do it. You got neighbors, kids, you do what you need to do to make sure that um, the snow is removed. Cause that goes back to what we always talk about the first impression, right? Someone pulls up to the house and they have to walk through three feet of snow just to get to the front door. Yeah. What type of impression is that? Nice. Yeah. It's not a good way to start that first, um, yeah. that first look. Well, and if they're vacant properties, which yeah. we deal with that all the time, um, and homeowners forget that they need to clear snow period or God forbid they forget to winterize their house yes. and damage is caused. They forget yeah. to turn heat on, turn water off. Well, I talked about it last time and I have a, a, um, a homeowner who, uh, the house is vacant. Mm. He's a landlord and the tenant moved out a few months ago and they're just getting it ready to release it. He forgot to take over the utilities. Um, and they subsequently uh, shut them off. So yeah. hydro and gas, um, and I kept telling him, turn your gas on, turn your gas on. It was summertime. I don't think he really was too concerned yeah. about it, but now winter's quickly, uh, upon us. And I went in the house the other day, seven degrees. Yeah. That's near freezing. And well, it'd be um, interesting to see how much money he saved versus the reconnection fee they charged. Right. And potential risk for, um, hundred percent. I suspect it will cost more this way because yeah. nobody in the house, you're not really using much gas. No. And they do charge a premium to reconnect um, yes. those services once they're disconnected. Yeah. So I went in, the, the he finally called, they're coming in in a few days. So I went in today and I drained all the water yep. because I was concerned for him that something might happen and freeze a pipe. Well, it's funny. I was telling you the same thing happened to me. I have a, a vacant property that sold um, um, and the weather obviously changed really quickly. It's vacant. And I woke up in the middle of the night and literally woke up. I was like, ah. Yeah. I don't know if the heat's on. So next day went there and sure enough, it wasn't freezing, but it was, it was cold. Luckily yeah. it was an inside town. So they're a little better insulated, uh, but I made sure the water was off, uh, called the homeowner, told him I was turning the heat on. Um, and I brought a shovel, just a, just a little part. So I just shoveled the little snow away. Although it already yeah. sold vacant home. You don't want, you don't want it to look vacant if you can avoid it. Well, and, and you don't revisits, everything yeah. like that. Revisits and just damage. Like if the house gets too cold and then, you decide, okay, I get, need to turn the furnace on, and there's this huge shift in temperature that can damage hardwood floors and, mm-hmm. you know, it can, whatever. It could oh, it, maybe make things shift and you start getting cracks. Well, in the, even uh, in this case, the house, drywall. The, the house is sold, so, you know, it, it, you, you don't really care about comfort uh, when showing it, but uh, for a revisit, someone comes back, the home's freezing, something yeah. shifts. Um, now they have a legitimate case for maybe additional compensation. Or at or least even, reason to yeah. be concerned and dig into it, exactly. right? You don't want to have those reasons. Well, I think actually uh, Steve did a deal in the summer on a vacant home and he actually put a condition in there that the home was going to be kept at a certain temperature uh, because they didn't want the home... Excessive yeah, humidity. Exactly. All that other stuff. So yeah. that was a great job with him as being proactive in a time of year. You don't really think about it the same way as you yeah. do in the winter. Yeah. So let's think. So we've got um, clear your driveway, clear your sidewalk yeah. uh, to your make home. it pre- look presentable yeah. and first impressions. Winterize your home. Uh, inside, we talked about it last time as well. Uh, one of my favorite things this time of year is which you've now made me really second guess myself. <laughs> well, first you said fireplaces. Fireplaces. So that one, yes. Fireplaces, that one you can't go wrong with 
Use your fireplace yeah. whenever you can. Before you leave for a showing, turn it on, even if it means leaving a window open to balance the heat out a little bit. But it creates a nice ambiance. It's very welcoming, and it helps to sell. Exactly. And my thing is that in the winter, you ca- your house can't be too hot because it proves that it's well insulated and, yeah. and it's warm. You can always open well, up. Well, it could be a, a little bit too hot if anyway. it's uncomfortable. Like sweat. If you're walking through oh, sweating, for sure. that could be a problem. But better too hot in the winter, better too cold in the summer. Yeah. Right? You can always open yeah. windows. Yeah. Now decorating seasonally. This is the one time of year where I normally, normally make me second guess myself. I normally am a big advocate of uh, Christmas decorations Yes, because personally, I feel like it's a very warm and family oriented, welcoming. It sparks emotion. And we always talk about when you want to make sure people fall in love and get emotionally attached to the home. Yes. Because it's a one time a year, your entire life, or at least for me, that it's consistent. This time of year, you've got the... Christmas tree, the family, yeah. the big dinners, the presents. It's a great time of year. Well, I'm always amazed. I'm not I'm not amazed because it's um it's amazing though how many times you go through a home in January, February, March, April, May, whenever it is, and people, families especially, are picking out where the spot in the home, which they haven't bought yet, where the Christmas tree will go. Yeah. I know I did it when I and we always do it, and even though we still fight where the Christmas tree should go, yeah. if you have a beautiful bay window. And you're just thinking there's a Christmas tree is going to go there and you're going to have the Christmas lights outside. And especially if it's like as you're walking over the house and you have the perfect window at the front of the house and you can see it from the road. Exactly. It just sets it up nicely. Yeah, no, I'm I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But again, we live in an area which is, you know, is very diverse and that's not necessarily going to attract or spark the same emotions um, for everyone. That's right. So now uh, I need to put some thought into it. Yeah. I, wonder I still think it's okay. I don't think anyone's going to be turned off necessarily no, by it. But, but at the same time, they are somewhat religious, symbolic kind of religious things. Mm. Um, not so much Christmas trees per se. Like it's different than a cross. But, you know, if somebody had something, if somebody had an altar in their house or somebody had like someone recently had a cross over the door, we do recommend removing those things. Well, I think it's all things, even, um, you know, any religious symbol I think is, you know, it's like religion and politics. If yeah. you're sparking emotions, positive or negative, of people going through your home, yeah. you want to just eliminate all the negative ones as, as much as possible. That's right. Like you probably don't want to have a conservative or liberal sign on your lawn during the voting time if your house is on sale in case the person coming to see it doesn't support the same person. Yeah. Did you put a sign up for the election? No, I never do. I know Jen wanted to. Oh, really? I told her no. No, because you might lose some friends in the neighborhood. I just I just think <laughs> I, that's, for me, very personal. And I agree. I I don't, people, Anyways, people completely, don't off, need to know. completely off track. But yeah, no, it's, I love look, going through a home and seeing those Christmas decorations. Yeah. I think you can do it in a way that's maybe not over the top, Christmas and more just festive. Yeah, like pine cones and garland. garland Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you can still decorate uh, uh, without having that aspect of it. Exactly. Uh, Another big thing this time of year is people asking, is it a good time of year to sell? And should I wait till the spring? Or I'm going to wait till spring because that's when I think and everybody says the spring is the best time to sell. Um, So there's there's things I would say yes and no. One... um, is the spring going to be a better time to sell? Well, statistically, if you're waiting another six months, it will probably your house will probably be worth more, mm-hmm. right? Um, but well, I would say the one counter to that, if anything, right now we're we're at a very hot market, yeah. So prices are up pretty good compared to earlier on in the year. So winter over the January, February, March things tend to cool off, maybe 
just a little bit. Yeah. So right now you're still riding that high. So I would say like right now, a hundred percent, get your home on the market. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, although your house might be worth more in the spring, so is the house you're going to buy. Exactly. So as a percentage, it's going to be a wash. And most people are, well, it'll cost you more because most people upgrade homes. Right. So as a percentage, if you're buying a million dollar home and selling a $500,000 home, you're going to pay more. Well, even something as small as, um, it's a small percentage, but your land transfer tax, yeah, all that abso- stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, your, your, uh, your costs will be higher. Um, but the nice thing this time of year is there's generally less competition mm-hmm. and the buyers are typically more serious. So yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, again, very cliche thing thing to say is you're never going to, if there was a crystal ball and you you could put it out there, um, there's no right answer. There's no one can tell you when the perfect time to sell your home is. The best thing you do is just make sure that it's as ready for sale as possible. Well, the big thing, I mean, there's so many different reasons people move also, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, if you you decide definitively, yes, I want to move for these reasons and this is what I want to buy then don't wait for anything. Just yeah. start looking because you may miss the perfect house because you're not ready yeah. to well, move. If you had a beautiful backyard oasis, a beautiful pool, a spa, uh, waterfall, eh, summer might be yeah. the best time for you, right? Because people can envision that uh, better than if it's covered in snow and everything else, right? Yeah. If you've got, there are some unique situations where if you've spent a ton of money on landscaping, uh, pool, I agree. Yeah. Alternatively, if you don't want to spend anything on landscaping, your backyard looks like shit, wait for three inches of snow and put yeah. your home in the market. Yeah. You don't need to get that new roof. You don't need to get the, the grass. You know, just leave it. And for me- Not that we're advocating hiding anything. Let's no, put that. Let's 100%. be very clear about that. No. No. I don't want to take another course. <laughs> um, but for me, if I was buying a house, mm-hmm. I like to have a nice lawn. Mm-hmm. If I was buying uh, during the spring or summer and I, I went to a house- and I loved the house, but the lawn looked like shit. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I would, uh, you know, take into consideration my cost to redo all of that. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, alternatively, or like our South, that uh, line property, great example. In ground irrigation system, beautiful grass. Yes, he hundred percent did himself a favor by selling in the months where his grass was super green. Yes, right. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I like that video of you. Rolling around Basically, in the grass. Yeah, yeah just yeah. making love to the grass. Oh, it was so nice. Um, I hope the new owners take care of it. I really hope so. It's always disappointing. There's a house near us um, where I live, and the previous owner took really good care of the grass. And it's a corner house, yeah. so it's like really visible, yeah. and I see it all the time. And the new owners just don't. Well, it looks terrible. My old house in Waterdown, um, I maybe not had the greenest grass on the property, and certainly it, was a, it wasn't much of a um, typical new build wasn't much grass, but it was very green and I was very proud of it. And I spent a lot of time and energy to make sure that, you know, it looked and it looked great. We moved out in August. I think I got a text from one of my old neighbors, uh, a message in, um, maybe November, December. So literally a couple months later, they parked on the grass, oh. like completely mud pit. Um, and sure enough, I drove by there. It's just not. Did that hurt? Uh, uh, is what it is. Um, now. Well, I wonder that because, you know, there's been situations where we sold houses and the homeowners had recently redone the kitchen, let's say. Uh, sometimes specifically for the purpose of selling. And then the house sells and close, closes. And you drive by a week later and the whole kitchen's on the front lawn. Yeah. Well, I think 
again, completely off topic, but you just because you put money into a house doesn't necessarily mean people are going to see value and no. that you're going to get more money out of it as well. So uh, we deal with clients that are looking to sell their homes a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, a year from now or longer in some cases. And they're always rec- asking, well, I want to do this, want to do that, or what can I do to make my home worth more money? And yeah. just because you spend a bunch of money, a bunch of money on your home doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it out at the end of the day. No, no. And so, you know, for some houses, there might be some houses I can think of somewhere realistically, if you want to get top dollar, you need to gut the house and redo everything. Whereas if you do some, you know, instead of replacing the kitchen, you paint it. Yeah. So you're still injecting some money into it, but it will definitely help think, sell the house. Well, everyone sees these uh, HGTV shows where they spend $100,000 and now their home's worth 140 more right. kind of thing. And that's extreme. But yeah. there's lots of people that spend twenty, thirty thousand, 30000 and their home's not necessarily work, worth twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 more. And that's, no. that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, if you look at, um, like, there's... Uh, there's no official guide, but there are some areas you can go to look and see what sort of return on you, you, you'll get on various yeah. components and renos. I don't think there's anything that says 100% or more. Nothing, right? So it really depends on what you're buying and how you buy it. Like, yeah. is it, are you getting it for well, I'm fighting market right value now, or not? I'm fighting with the idea of finishing my basement right now because mm-hmm. I don't plan on being in this home forever. It's not our forever home. Um, would I like the space finished? Yeah. Could I use the face finished? Not really. If I spend the money, will I get it out? I like to think so, but there's no guarantee. Um, so I'm weighing, you know, the enjoyment value versus the actual cost value right now. Yeah. And I, I still don't know which way I'm going to go. Yeah. Basements are one of those things. Like I did mine and I use it all the time mm-hmm. and I plan on being there for a while. But how much money do you spend in your basement? Ballpark. 40? 40 to 50. Do you think your home's worth 40,000 more than the identical home no, that doesn't have it? Not a chance. Yeah. Maybe half that. But I know you have a big TV down there. I know you like watching movies it's and playing video games. 100%. The enjoyment value yes. pays for itself. Yeah. Well, and we have a room for guests now. Yeah. And uh, as the kids get older, I've got some space for them to go to or for us yeah. to go to. Like there's two oh, areas of TVs. So. Worth every penny. Yeah. Um, going back to the, um, so I, did we come up with a little, why don't we come up with a little list here? Okay. Pros and cons of uh, selling or things, things you or, need to do. Okay. Things, things you need to do. Snow clearing. <clears throat> yeah. Figure it out. Have to clear your snow. Mm-hmm. And 100%. Have salt or ice melter on hand. Yes. Make sure you're using it. Have a neighbor put some out. I carry some of my car this time of year. So if I'm going to uh, one of my properties that doesn't yeah. have it, I just take care of it off the top. So snow is the big one. Yes. Another one we didn't talk about, but I think it was a big one is everyone now, not everyone, most people I think have programmable thermostats. Mm-hmm. So they have likely got schedules. I you must. Well, it's programmable. It's not smart. Okay. Yeah. It's still it's program. I don't know how to program it, but okay. it, it has that capability. But a lot of people program them. So during their working hours, <laughs> they let the temperature drop to like 16 degrees in the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that uh, you need, if you're selling. You need to make sure you've got a comfortable temperature the whole time. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think on that line of things, uh, it gets dark really quick. Yes. Make sure oh, that's you, really important. People don't think it, about that. Um, although we advise everyone, keep your lights on um, in the winter. I think it's important way more than other times of year because you go home at four or five o'clock, it's getting dark and yeah. you may not know a showing's coming in. So in the winter, I think it's even more important. Keep your lights on. Yeah, and exterior lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big one. Yep. Because 
even just for us, even just finding the house yeah. at night at, you know, six o'clock at night, it can be hard to find the right house. Yeah. Sometimes the numbers aren't lit up or there's no numbers or it's a new yeah. build. Or you can hardly see the lockbox. You got to pull yeah. your phone out, turn the flashlight on, just fumbling with things. Or if it is a little slippery, you want some, hopefully have a lit pathway. People can see yeah. their way. So it just makes it for a, yeah. a better first impression. I think to circle back with the snow removal, if you're lucky enough to have a corner lot or a sidewalk, do that too, because not everyone's yeah. parking in your driveway. They're parking down. Um, <clears throat> not only are you supposed to do that, um, I think it just shows better if you take care of that. Keep talking. I have okay. To do thing. <clears throat> okay. Um, so we have snow removal. Uh, we have, what else did we say, Adrian? Um, temperature. Temperature, lights. You have to decide if you're going to decorate for Christmas and what extent you're decorating for Christmas. Okay. <coughs> so, um, yes, decorating for Christmas, temperature in the house, yeah. snow removal. And for snow removal, not only just for easy accessibility to get in and being safe and more, you know, yeah. good first impression, if you have a Nice. I have a I have a big stone patio in my backyard. You want to make sure it's clear. You want to make sure people can see it. You don't want them to move in in April and be like, "Oh, I didn't know there was a nice yeah. stone patio back here." This guy spent probably ten grand on this patio. It's amazing how many times people neglect that. Yes. And you know, landscaping, hardscaping especially, is not cheap. No. So you want to make sure you're showcasing that even this time of year. Yeah. So how do you feel? A lot of people um, with this stuff. Quite often, people will say, "Should I? Should I take photos?" In the summer and include those in the listing. I'm of two mindsets. A, I think if you have a beautiful backyard, it's not a bad idea. But a lot of times they're from like 1972 or they don't actually accurately represent the property as it is now. Um, So I think you got to be careful and make sure that A, they're within the last 12 months. If you're planning ahead and you have a beautiful backyard, you need to discuss with uh, you know your agent or someone who's qualified. Should I legitimately wait? Because in that case, you might want to. Again, circumstances may dictate otherwise. But mm-hmm. I would say, if they're as long as they're within a reasonable time frame, then that's not a yeah. not a bad thing. And I, th- I think they should, all the main photos should be seasonally appropriate because yes. if they're not, one of the first things people think is, oh, was this on the market back in the well, summer? How, how many times in the spring or summer you see homes that get reposted yeah. and they're snow like something here? Oh, and we make fun of them all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to do it the other way either. No, and there's different ways you can use those photos. You can have displays in the house you know, at the back door to showcase what it looks like in the summer if you've got a pool or mm-hmm. whatever landscaping you want to show off. So yeah. there are different ways to do that. Just don't have your uh, Uncle Tom or whatever in the inflatable tube in the middle. Right. That might not be the best way to do it. Yeah. or And a lot of people, like we've signed a listing agreement uh, recently for 2021. Mm-hmm. Right now, these people are being very proactive. That's excessive. But they're being very proactive. And you know, between now and then we can uh, do things like that. So we can go there in the summer and take pictures of their pool and have professional photos on hand. So if, you know, you have an idea that you might be selling in the next six to 12 months, start the process now. Find somebody that you want to hire to do that and maybe proactively get some photos taken. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I think that really covers it for snow or for selling in the winter. Yeah, I, th- I think you need to know that, hey, you might have less people looking, but 
you're, they're probably going to be more serious yeah. and you might have to be ready um, that someone might either want a quick close or a longer close, depending on kind of how long it is. So um, for the most part, it's no different than any time of year. You just need to know what you're getting yourself into. That's right. One other thing, just quick, this question's come up twice recently. It's unrelated to our conversation, but I'm going to be sitting in on a expert agent panel thing at the office soon. I saw that. Yeah. I don't don't know why they think I qualify for this, but one of the questions that they're asking me has come up from a couple of people recently and other ways. Uh, It's what's your secret weapon, the ultimate strategy that you are using to make sure you are successful in brackets, your secret sauce. Somebody else asked me that recently because they wanted to hire a certain, uh, an employee to fill a position and they knew that we had done it and they wanted to know what our secret sauce was. Sir, what's the question? What's your secret weapon, the ultimate strategy that you are using to make sure you're successful? Successful in what? Business. Okay. Um, That's a very broad statement. It is, but I think it all boils down to the same thing. And I think it's the same thing that separates those who are successful and those who are not successful. And it's just hard work. Yeah, I think there's a lot that gets bracketed. I think that question gets could get answered with a lot of common traits that most successful people share: hard work, consistency, effort, um, planning, yeah. um, process. Yeah. All things that um, you know make a successful sale, make a successful agent. They all share those same same qualities. Absolutely, being consistent, persistent, patient, yeah, uh, and hardworking. Yeah. And and I think a lot of People are lacking one or all of those. And when they, you know, they go to all these uh, seminars to learn more and say, oh, yeah, rah, 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 I'm so pumped up. They go home and they're lazy and sit on the couch for the next five days. And then they wonder why they're not getting paid. Um, But you're a good, uh, you know, proof is in the pudding. You're here many nights working. Yeah. And you're doing exceptionally well. Well, for me, it kind of, that's where it that's where I think the a, a key for anyone is find your windows, find out what works for you. Um, just because I'm here doesn't necessarily mean I'm working harder than anyone else. It's a window that I feel that I'm productive. Um, I like being here at night. There's not a lot of distractions. My kids are sleeping. I could be home watching TV or I could be here being productive. It's a window that works for me. Yeah. So find out what works for you. There's no cookie cutter. Copy. No, whether it's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you door knocking does or doesn't yeah. work. I'm not going to tell you social media does or doesn't work. It's just pick what you want and work. Yeah. And it will it will work for you. I'm yeah, sure. I 100% agree. So I just, I just wanted to mention that. That's it. Mentioned. So selling in the winter, it's a good idea. Just make sure you know the market. Make sure you take your do your due diligence and take the necessary steps to make sure your home showcase yeah. as well. Um, and then buying in the winter? Buying in the winter, you need to go in uh, recognizing you can't see everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe trying to be a little bit more thorough with uh, doing your due diligence and asking questions. How old's the roof? Um, do you have, you know, when was it done last? Do you have proof of that? Does it come with a warranty? Um, finding a home inspector that might be more thorough with looking at the property too. Mm-hmm. That can come in handy. Putting clauses in the offer to make sure the house is maintained properly. Yep. Especially if it's vacant. 
Exactly. Yep. So. It, um, yeah. I, and, you know, there, although there is less, and there is less supply, so um, less choices potentially. Yeah. Um, so if you find something you really love, you may be in a position where someone else feels the same way and um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to pay over. Right. Um, over asking price for it, but you might have just more competition. Yeah. Well, we just made a post and I'm a big advocate of this is if you see something, don't wait, go out and see it right away because the mark, the way the market is now, things are selling, especially well, nice houses. I'm, I'm doing the open house tonight at the home that we listed on Thursday. Yeah. It sold today, Friday. And so many, I guarantee you this 100%. weekend, I, I bet you there is 10 to a dozen people that come to the open house. And when I tell them it sold conditionally, they're going to be like, it was just listed. Yeah. Well, what and it, they, yeah, they sit there to see it come up on the market yeah. on Thursday and they say, oh, uh, honey, let's go see this on Saturday. Yeah. Or maybe even their realtor said, here's, here's a property, go yeah. check it out this weekend. Exactly. And it's one of those things, if you're going to regret it, you're going to, even if you're not going to regret it, get out and see it right away. It might be the one you love and getting in early. I'll give you an example of a home um, that one of my clients bought in Burlington. Uh, We've been looking for some time. We've probably seen 30 homes, um, had everything dialed in pretty well to, I knew what they wanted. They, they, I feel like they knew what they wanted. Now home came up on a Wednesday, got them in there that day. We put an offer in on Thursday. I see they had a family out of town on title. They wanted 24 hours to get everyone together. No problem. Um, but it was priced well, showed well. Um, I'm sure the agent thought they would get multiple offers. The They did end up accepting our offer. And the comment I got from her was, well, you, you scared off the other people. Yeah. People don't want to be in bidding wars yeah. or there's a perception is that, oh, I'm going to overpay. Yeah. It's not, that's not the case, but it's that perception. So for us getting in early paid off because it scared off the other, um, the other offers or other buyer, potential buyers. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because there's different strategies depending on a lot of variables. Like maybe if a house has been on the market for a while, um, it's common in that case where, you know, maybe the house has been on the market for 30 days and it hasn't sold. There's been no offers, but there's been a lot of people through. And a lot of those people may have liked the house, but they're dragging their feet. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, an offer gets registered, and four of those people say, oh, shit, I don't want to lose it, so now let's put an offer yeah. on it. So you you know, people wonder, well, it's been on the market for 30 days. How all of a sudden are there multiple offers? Well, because the first one that registered may have triggered just enough to trigger those other people to well, do it as well. If you, if you think you're going to love the property, get in first before... Yeah. The open houses before everyone else came through, yeah. because again, potentially maybe, maybe there is other offers, but maybe it's one or two and not seven. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Well, if you get a lazy realtor too, and you really push them to move things quickly, yeah. they, they won't even call. Like I had, I had it on my list today. I had, I had uh, booked an appointment two days ago for this Sunday and about three hours after booking it, I got a notice in my email about an offer on the property. Um, I didn't see it right away because I was in appointments, et cetera. I was busy, whatever. Uh, so I messaged the realtor later on when I saw it. And he's like, oh, yeah, we got an offer. I signed it back. Oh, no, no, we got an offer, but it, I can't remember what he said. Oh, yeah, it's gone back to the other person that expires tonight. Um, anyway, subsequently, I so at that point I said, well, I've got a showing on Sunday. My clients are really interested in seeing it. They really can't get there before Sunday, but if they needed to, we might be able to rearrange things. So I said, but please let me know if there's anything going on with another offer. 
At this point, that offer had expired. Another offer comes in the next day, which was yesterday. Again, I got an email, automated email from his office. I didn't see it for a few hours. I send him a message. I'm like, hey, I saw there was another offer. What's going on? He's like, yeah, we've signed it back already. He knew that I had interested buyers. I went out of my way to call him to give him advance notice that I wanted to be kept in the loop. He still didn't call me. All he cares about is selling the house and getting paid. Yeah. Um, so well, you can find those people if you push. I, I love, and I still tell the story, last, uh, last, or the beginning of this year, um, Edenwood. Yes. That's a great story, and I tell it all the time yeah. because I love uh, that home sat on the market for- it was on the market for like 45 40, days 45 days. Long time. Um, how many showings went through that house? I, I did the math. There's like 60 showings yeah. about, and there was probably 200 or 100, 100 like a lot, like about 100 to 150 open house visitors even. A, a we did ton. a lot of open houses. Yeah. yeah. So it was on the market 45 days. It was in the winter months. I think people didn't see think the sense of urgency because, right. again, if a home sits for one, two weeks, three weeks, people think that- uh, uh, something no else, something else might come up. Yeah. Right. And um, you were able to sell it yeah. with. Well, we got one offer in. Right. It was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars under the asking price. But I was excited because all of a sudden we've got an offer. That's all I care. I can use that as leverage to and get somebody you have else. So many people. We had tons of to people follow through. up with. So I called every single agent. I didn't just send them an email, automated email. I called them. I text messaged them. I uh, made every effort I could to get in touch with them. And uh, same thing goes with any contact info we had for visit open house visitors. Uh, and we were able to get, uh, I can't remember now, it was a while ago, but two or three more offers. And you sold over asking. We took that offer that was 150K below asking. We sold it for 38,000 over asking. So... Great. I, I love that story because yeah. it, goes to it goes to show how you can take yeah. crap yeah. and turn it into gold. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fun. That's what we thrive on is, you know, naturally having the sales background. We get excitement out of yeah. being able to squeeze squeezing, every penny out of it. Squeezing it, right? Yeah. So Perfect. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no, it was a lot, uh, a lot of fun. Twice. Twice. That's a first. Yeah. Hopefully last. <laughs>